first our ministry to God in worship. And there may be some discussion as to which should go first, evangelization or worship. I like worship, but I also understand that worship primarily concerns itself with the body of believers, whereas evangelization concerns itself with reaching out to the lost. Well, you won't have a body of believers if you don't reach out to the lost. Once you reach them, though, you got to teach them to worship. So you can put any, you can put it in any order you want to put it in. I'm going to take it, first of all, worship first. The church is the body of Christ the habitation of God through the Spirit with divine appointments for the fulfillment of our great commission. Each believer born of the Spirit is an integral part of the general assembly and church of the firstborn. And since God's purpose concerning man is to seek and save the lost, to be worshipped by Him, and to build a body of believers in the image of His Son, the priority reason is... First, we need to realize we have a ministry to the individual. We are a corporate body. Assembled together here this morning, we are a corporate body. But this body is made up of individual members. There would be no corporate body if there were not individual members. Imagine a human being without a head, without arms, without legs, and only a trunk for a body. Not very functional, huh? So it is with this church. This church is made up of individual members. The Bible says the body is a unit in 1 Corinthians 12 and verses 12 and 13. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. We are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we're all given the same spirit, one spirit, to drink. So there is, in the worship, the corporate expression, but there is no corporate expression without individual members. Amen? In order for us to fulfill our ministry to God in worship, we must all worship. It is. How many of you have been to those churches where you weren't allowed to sing unless you went to the choir? How many of you have been to those kind of churches? Isn't that a great experience? I kind of like to participate myself, don't you? And I know some of our members have gotten in trouble before by trying to sing with the choir from the pew. And they were instructed that you're not allowed to do that. In this church, you're allowed to sing. You're encouraged to sing. You're encouraged to worship. And then along with the individual part, corporate and individual part of worship, there is the ministry of the Holy Spirit in worship. And the Holy Spirit adds a necessary dimension to a worshipful relationship with God, we said earlier. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said this, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him, but God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes spiritual judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And then there is the ministry, not only of the individual and 
the body parts that make up the corporate expression. There's not only the ministry of the Holy Spirit in worship, but there's also the ministry of leadership in worship. There is a divinely called and scripturally ordained process or ministry, rather, that has been provided by our Lord for the threefold purpose of leading the church in worship. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, Jesus said this. He said, a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have a ministry to God individually. We have a ministry to God of worship individually under the anointing and in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and through good God-ordained leadership. But we also have a ministry to the body, to one another. Good kid. Way to go. Whose kid is that, by the way? Is that, is that Ryan's? Way to go, man. Ryan and Caitlin. Yeah, that's, that's great. I love the sound of children.